This week's episode of Classroom Brew is brought to you by you. Well, it could be. Coming up pretty soon, you're going to see a few video clips from episodes of Classroom Brew. In order to make this possible every single week or whenever you guys want them, we're going to need a little bit of a technology upgrade. So if you would like to be a sponsor for Classroom Brew or a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash classroombrew. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash classroombrew. Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. Think about comedians in cars getting coffee, but the teacher version with beer. Classroom Brew is associated with hashtag teacher pods. Make sure you check out other great indie and teacher podcasts around the world today. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 50. This week I have my buddy Matt, who you may remember from episode 9, which was Badass Cumberbuns. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, and I still have that Cumberbund, so <laughs> I'm doing great. Well, thanks for coming back on. I know it's Thank- been... Uh, how long was that? How long ago was that? It feels like forever ago, if I'm being honest. I mean, yeah. thanks for having me back, but it, you'd make me feel old now. <laughs> well, it, either way. Yeah. Glad we made it happen. Decent time getting down to the south side, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm coming in from... Uh, Aurora and like out there I am okay. uh, currently a camp counselor uh-huh. in Batavia Illinois and I just came here straight from work oh, so nice. uh, that's yeah you know camp's still going on like we don't start school for another week and a half now well when this comes out we'll already be in school I think but well I guess it's after it could be after school programs too right well it's still the full summer camp we lost a lot of kids this week and then uh, Friday's the last day of camp okay so you know uh, camp ever you know Topped out at about fifty. We had no lower than forty throughout throughout the summer, hmm. but right now we have like twenty kids. Got so it. it's you know it's just half you know sure. small numbers. Yeah. So in terms of like a little bit of background, where are you at right now as you prepare to work toward uh, toward your student teaching? Like how far are you in your teacher, teacher preparation program? So I completed my second year of grad school uh, back in May. Okay, had a little bit of a setback. Some would say a large setback. I now have one more full year of classes before I can go into student teaching. Okay. So I still have about a year and a half left in the program. So that that's kind of where I'm at right now. I actually have to take the ACT um, in like two weeks. Really? To double check that. Yeah. I don't know if I talked about it last time, but when I was in high school, I could care less about what was going on. That sounds what kind was, of familiar. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I was actually listening back to you or listening to these episodes that you did with these high school seniors and just thinking about how I never sounded like that. Like they were so on top <laughs> of it. They have more self-awareness as 18 year olds even now than I have as like 25 year olds. At best, I knew where my classes were. By like the last day of school? Yeah, that was that's pretty generous. No, um, I never cared about learning. Was dead set on the idea that I was never going to go to college. All right. Professor's son too, right? Uh, both parents were both teachers, parents. Okay. Uh, professors. Irony. Father worked in a certain government agency that oversaw every university. Got so it. even more ironic. <laughs> and I came from a school where going to college was like the given. Like I seriously think, and I think it might have been illegal, but every student at minimum had to register for college, uh, the local community college. Huh. Like I, rem- I, I swear to God, I remember going. Coercive. Yeah. We, we had class that were like, it even felt hush-hush in the moment, but they were all like, okay, everybody just fill up these forms. Fill up this paperwork. These online forms and stuff. Right. And it was for registering for the local community college. 
So we, I mean that that was the culture. <laughs> what I, was what was the penalty if you didn't register for their community college? I don't think we ever got told the penalty because everybody just did it. It's just that that Stalinist. It wasn't even. I wouldn't even call it that harsh. It was just. It was a very upper middle class majority community. Okay. Um, I was thinking about this also right around the time when I was starting my program. I think everybody, all of my friends' parents had master's degrees. Like the community that I came from, just that was a given. One or two. Mm-hmm. Ma- my parents all had, like between the two of them had three or four master's degrees. Uh, and my you know, one parent has a doctorate. I mean, it's just it's just that kind of community and that kind of presumption. So when I'm thinking I'm not going to college, it's like an act of rebellion, and it's sure. like a, a bit of a cry for help probably too. But so when I'm taking the ACT, I could give a shit about right. what like I see. I'm thinking about in the back on the math section. I just filled out bubbles okay. so it wouldn't be blank because if it was blank, it was like an inadmissible or what, something. Weird like what year that. did you take the ACT then, or would you have the first time? 2010 or 11. Okay. Yeah. And then as time went on, uh, parents convinced me to go to college. They kind of were just like, just do it. Don't be an <laughs> asshole. Or fight, they're fight your rebellious nature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still doing that to this day. But <laughs> they like, they might not even, even split hairs about it. They were like, you're fucking going. Um, I was lucky enough to receive free tuition. So really? yeah, even with that knowledge, I was like, I'm not fucking going. I didn't, I didn't understand the scope of what that, uh, how it would help me. And I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I still talk, I think to this day, procrastination is like a drug to me. Like, I'm like, a, oh yeah, can become addicted to it. There's a guy I'm at a conference right now where he said he had the worst work, work ethic until he went to basic training. Mm-hmm. And that really, that's when he started to be like, all right, I got to get up early. I got to do this. I got to do that. Yeah. I got to get things done ahead of time and have a schedule. So I, I, this is a lot of backstory for a simple question. That hey, you no, asked no, me. it's a uh, backstory is good. Backstory. But, good. um, I don't know. Maybe it helps to talk about it, but even to this day, and there was a point in college where I got really good at it. But when my, you know, when your confidence dwindles, you fall back on bad habits. You know, when you don't see the right. same, you're not taking the same step every day or you take one misstep. You're like, Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Sure. Sorry. Uh, so in co- you know, they convinced me to go to college. I have the base, uh, the lowest ACT requirement to get into the school. Um, uh, through the grace of God, I don't know how else to put it. Like, just got hmm. lucky. Um, the president of the university took a shining to me. That's just a braggadocio thing. There you go. What's My mom's a? boss's boss's boss. Like. like that helped me get in. You know, it was just like a lot of things that worked out. I mean, I, you know, I registered for classes a week before school started. I mean, like, right. yeah. Showed up with a pen. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like my kids. Yeah. Um, Students, not my kids. I still fucking. Eventually, they're all your kids, yeah. Yeah, I still fucking do that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm still <laughs> that fucking bad student. But uh, now, as a result of that, you know, you take this test and you're like, yeah, I'm never going to fucking do it again. I didn't think I was going to become... Uh, or I was going to go to grad school until the week before I graduated college. Right. I mean, so I'm really good at this last minute thing. Yeah, yeah. I haven't mastered. Um, <laughs> I always had this idea. Honestly, I always had this idea of becoming the kind of history or, uh, teacher that I'm studying to become, but I never thought about putting it into practice. And then I asked a history teacher in my last class of my college experience, mm-hmm. and he goes, well, this program is sounds perfect for you. And I applied and met with people and that's how I got to where I am today. So through the that, ACT though, through that realize I still need a better ACT score. Okay. For the uh, licensing part, right? For the licensing part. Okay. ACT with writing, um, n- got pretty freaked out and panicked about it actually this week. 
kind of a back, you know, back burner panic. Um, yeah, that's bound to happen, right? Yeah. And then this week I'm like, oh, fuck, that's happening soon. And this summer has been super fucking hectic and there's so much that's been happening. How many weeks left do you take it for the sector? First weekend of September. Oh, okay. Oh, well, so when, when we're back in school, right, you prob- were taking I, the ACT. Maybe the weekend <laughs> after, but right, yeah, right around then. Sure. Right around then. Um, it's probably just going to be you taking it then. Who else is really going to be in that room? Exactly. Like, nice. who, who what the fuck takes an ACT <laughs> this early in the school year? So, in other words, you took the you're taking the GRE and then the ACT afterwards, which is you took the GRE, right? I already to, took the GRE. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you did that first, it. and now you're doing the ACT. Yeah, exactly. Again. It exactly. Just seems weird, right? Yeah, very weird. And the same thing with that GRE. I don't know if you remember. It, oh, I, vividly. You just have to take it. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, just well, they they give you those noise canceling. You can't so, even call them headphones. And you I had switch canceling or headphones. I'm putting air quotes. Uh, yeah, like air, whatever the hell, mm-hmm. to stop the sound. I kept switching because I kept hearing keyboards for people that started. Like I think I went in at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anyone was there earlier. Like, would you get here at fucking 5 a.m. to take? Yeah, yeah. You know the typing portion or whatever it was. And uh, or was it written? I don't remember. It's been it, it's been three years since I took. It. I can't remember anything. Mm-hmm. I had to switch back and forth because if I didn't have them on, I would hear their keyboards and their mouses, and it drove me insane. Sure. I would put it on, and then I would just hear my heartbeat. I'm going to say upwards of 85 to 90%. 85 mm-hmm. to 95% was on some sort of substance to help the, them get through school. Uh, not, oh, for, yeah, through school class? Through school, yeah. Through, well, I mean, they were also a lot of just addicts, but people yeah, yeah. that would become addicts. But, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew kids that they would send their papers to their moms for them to write their papers. Um, it's the same kid that he's saying, like, man, I fucking love... I fucking love ibuprofen when he's in like high school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> same. Same fucking. <laughs> it's kid. My best friend. Uh, and he, you know, he graduates. I think probably with honors. I think. You sure. know, he wasn't going for a hard degree, but like, I don't even drink coffee. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, really? Not yeah, at all. No. Like, no. I, I tried a few times this past year. And I'm like, I'm just not going to fucking do it. Hmm. So I always felt like I had a weird disadvantage to like everybody else. I'm like, it kind of is. Like, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> if I'm doing this good without anything but i'm doing this bad compared to everybody else i don't know it's my soapbox that <laughs> just kind of <laughs> pissed me off um he's standing if you can't see us right now no, right no. yeah um what was the point that i was fucking trying to make him uh act got, uh, act there you go see i do what i can to help out right yeah <laughs> i just came from working with kids like children yeah he's tapped out six-year-olds like little burnt but uh <laughs> i'm gonna retake the act what oh i was thinking about this about the GRE that you were talking about is that were you taking it to get a score to get a certain score i think they wanted a certain percentile it wasn't that okay. difficult i know pretty much everyone that was in our program we far exceeded the percentile that we needed really so yeah because when i was told to take it the pressure was so off it was like hmm. you literally just have to show that you showed up i want to say it was you needed 70 70th percentile or better it's such a small program too yeah i mean i was one of four my of cohort four. that i came in with was one i was one of four how many applied you know i mean i never found out those numbers okay. uh i asked Probably about them just just say it was a thousand you'll sound great i it was ten thousand i think ten thousand yeah. i think ten thousand i think if i'm being conservative i think that's um, right um 30 maybe you didn't hear from me no um <laughs> but uh that was and they, you know this is awful you know this all has something to do with something else but i never th- felt like i was supposed to be there in the program i think we talked about that when you were on the first time yeah it was like it, you got these phd students and everyone's saying just fraud fake it till you disorder. make it yeah yeah 
um, when I was, you know, in my last year of college, I was in, I love school more than anybody else. I was in the most, I had the best study practices. I had the best time. I, I was just the best student that I could have been when I was without coffee, high, too. without coffee. I mean, I was Impressive. working an internship that was like a part-time job in the city. I was taking the city from, uh, the train to the city from Aurora three days a week, uh, come home and I had a full, uh, I had a part-time job at home mm-hmm. and I had a full work like school load. And I got like, st- I made honor roll that year. There you go. And it was like, it was fucking awesome. And I was like, I can take on the fucking world. They're just, <laughs> right. I got this. Oh, I finally like cracked the fucking code that like every teacher <laughs> said, you know, since I was in the sixth grade, people would tell me I had potential. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And I'm like, Oh, here it is. <laughs> As long as, you, as long as you weren't that kid that was like, I'm really smart. I just don't try. Like, ah, don't, oh yeah, don't was, announce it. I was, I was. Oh, you did. That? No, I don't no. think I. No, I don't think I ever announced it. I just. Oh, then you're fine. Then you're. I fine. think I just like thought it. Maybe I was thinking just it's like, fine. Announcing yeah. it to everybody else. That's that's a different. Oh, story. I knew kids like that though. Oh, yeah, yeah, the fucking. I mean, probably one of them listening right now. He might be dead. <laughs> it's possible. That's a, that's. But if you are listening, it might be a little too dark for what you were your life. going for. No, no, no. Darker um, the better. But. uh no, it, it was definitely one of those things where I was always in certain accelerated classes, mm-hmm. English and history classes, always the accelerated courses, uh, math and sciences got minimum D's, like literally like terrible. Cause I just didn't, I didn't care. It was my act of rebellion. So I'm 21 now at this point, 22, the top of my, top of my shit, the best I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then go to grad school and I have, maybe I have this certain expectation of what it's supposed to be like. I have this certain, this is what I think it's going to be. And it's not quite that. I'm with people that I don't really gel with. Uh, I think I met some of these people. I don't think a lot of of people don't gel with. They're not gel people. They're they're not. No, they are generic only. Quite only. Dr. Scholes. Um, (laughs) But that was a hard, it was, it was this really, this hard, point and i probably talked about this last time i was on the podcast but you know people from your cohort was was much easier to get along with and felt like this is like i could say you know like this is fucking crazy right and they're like yeah i'm like thank you and then you say that to them, was like what's so crazy about those walks to the parking garage we walks to the parking garage yeah. yeah like i don't want to be the i don't think it was this bleak but it was like you know uh <laughs> it was like brothers and sisters and misanthrope you know misanthrope <laughs> like, you know it was just like what the fuck just happened kind of conversation. <laughs> right, right. And it was, you know, it just kept me sane. And then, you know, that all left. And cause you guys all grew up and then I don't think I, I kind of had a bad attitude about that ever since or didn't know how to work with it or I, mean, I guess you're, you were isolated at that point. Really? If there's isolated. Yeah. And then I had, uh, just classroom experiences where the professors were adding to that. What the fuck is happening? Mm. Kind of, uh, okay. uh, feeling when you feel like the most conservative guy in the classroom, when you've never been the most conservative person right. in the classroom, you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? That tells you something. Then. Yeah. It's, it's very off putting and weird. Um, cause you're like, maybe they have a point, but that's crazy. And then you're like, maybe you guys don't have a point. And then they're like, you're crazy. And then you're like, okay, this certainly sounds like there's therapy. no, there's no room for discourse. It's not, that's not, what, that's no not what it's about. It's, it's about proving that you are wrong and I am right. And you are stupid for being wrong. And I am, awesome for being right it's proving putting holes so much in your theory in your words that you can never feel whole again (laughs) no uh yeah no i I think i like that you make it you make it you know it's a good point too because it it is it's just like is there anything good you you end up saying like 
do you like anything? Like, just, <laughs> how, how we, did that one actually go over when you said? I don't know. I just, I fucking, you need to try. I wish it. I had the fucking gall <laughs> to say that, but um, yeah. And then that just threw me for a loop, and then kind of lost my footing. And then the cohort that came after me was a little bit more like that, and it was like okay. Yeah, see, I was long gone then by yeah, that Yeah, you were time. long gone. I'm just Ooh. rambling at this point. I'm just telling you gossip tales outside so, of school. Well, but don't you think, you mentioned you had a little setback though, but yeah. you have a background in stand-up comedy. Sure. And so uh, Steve Martin's book, Born Standing Up, he talks about how much he admires teachers because they're, it's such performance art. Also, uh, he was a philosophy major. I was a philosophy major too in undergrad. Steve Martin was? Yeah. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. play the banjo too? Uh, tried my damnedest. Damn it. Yeah. That close. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, but I think I think that's going to be something that serves you well that people don't have. People always say it's like a salesman, it's like you're an actor or whatever, but Steve Martin was put in as you're really trying to pitch and land jokes and tell a story every single day. Uh, I, I never thought about it like that. Um, again, this goes back to bad attitude. The stand-up experience for me was different. Uh, it was, I mean, it was, and it was the same for Steve Martin. That's why I quit doing stand-up for so long. Yeah. It's a fucking brutal. Yeah, he said he was just sick of it. He it's just didn't fi- the Friday night crowds in comedy clubs are what made Steve Martin quit because that's when everybody's drunk and they're just there more to social. It's true. I mean, like those people, they are coming there to blow off steam. Right. And they have little to no concept of sitting quietly and listening to you talk. <laughs> right. They were just sitting quietly and listening to other people talk for five days straight. They are there to blow off steam and get fucking hammered. Right. That's a stand-up well, side. And, there, and there's, side. there's there's two things you're supposed to do, according to Chris D'Elia. Laugh mm-hmm. or don't laugh. Yeah. That's it. That's all you have to do. That's the only thing. The job of the comedian is to just, you find what works, and it's a landmine. It's a fucking landmine. You know, feel the a land minefield. There it is. Rather. Uh, <laughs> you got it where you wanted to go. Get there. I got there soon. <laughs> it was a long drive. Um, what, was, what was one of your bits, that, like one of your favorite bits? You don't have to do it, obviously, but like, what was one of your... Oh, I had some... Golden hour content. Uh, there was one that was super depressing, but I thought was really funny. Self-deprecating is what you're going for. It wasn't self-deprecating so much. I, I really hated self-deprecation. I, self-deprecation just always seemed like a waste of time because it's just like, this is, I, I don't feel good about you. I don't like you. Do you like, like it when it's in like small doses? Pity. Like when it's like, like, uh, like Tom Segura, he does it like little, like yeah, things about I mean, like his, he used to do things about his weight before he lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Yeah. He looks, he was really good now, but okay. So the joke was essentially that my friends in college is a true story. They played a game of would you rather with me, and the the prompt was, would you rather watch your parents have sex every day for the rest of your life, Jeez. or jump in once to make it stop? And I said I would oh. watch because that means my parents got back together. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Turns off a lot of people. Yeah, that's that's polarizing. Yeah, that is very polarizing. <laughs> uh, you read a room real quick when you say something like that. It's you know, it's a it's okay. It's a fine joke. I, I enjoyed saying it. It landed a few times, and I think it built okay. my confidence up. So if you did it a hundred times, how many times would it land? When I was like really doing stand up, like I was doing mm-hmm. like, like full swing, really right? going, uh, yeah, a lot, okay, a lot, yeah. It was, it was, I had the confidence to deliver it, I had the ability, the stage presence, I wasn't afraid. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. you lose practice, I mean, it's like anything, sure, you, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you, I stopped doing it for so long, you get up once a year and you're like, ah, fuck, like <laughs> it's like as soon as you pick your feet up off the ground for the bicycle, you just fall over. Uh, yeah. but there were, yeah, there were other ones that you know were a little bit more elaborate, but yeah, yeah, so. But I see, I was always very bad. And this is the hardest part to think about teaching. I, I had a rough time with having the patience to see jokes play themselves out. Hmm. Um, developing jokes and having the patience to see, like, this, this, let this build. Right, like this night after night. This will get better. This will get better. It was either, it worked or it didn't. And that's a 
terrible way <laughs> to kind of go through life. I'm starting to realize more. Just because it's not done right away doesn't mean it's not going to get done eventually. Right. Think about your first period class versus your eighth period class mm-hmm. when you're working out a lesson plan instead of a bit. Same exactly. Thing? Yeah. I mean, or you're working out like, yeah. I mean, you're, you're terrible. I'm terrible with feedback. Um, okay. Terrible with. Can I give you some now? I'm just kidding. I just wanted to see how nervous no, I, you got. I, I would leave. <laughs> I would say no, thank you. Mic drop and out. Uh, I wouldn't even be that courteous. <laughs> no. Um, terrible with asking for help, mm. but constantly wor- what the fuck is what the fuck is happening? What like sure. probably constantly needing it. Okay. But terrible at asking for it. Probably. Right. I think. I think that's. I was just saying. Have you had any observations for like a part time or anything like that? Any practicum or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I've fulfilled. All the observation requirements. Okay. Yes. Spent a lot of time in classrooms watching. Okay. But none uh, where you were observed and getting feedback five no, minutes no, after? No, 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 no. Okay. Even, I've, I've been a camp counselor a bunch. Sure. And even in those positions, never really getting any feedback. Okay. May, probably should be asking for it. Well, yes, getting feedback. Don't be late. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the feedback. Good. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I was, I had just come out of surgery and I was like really late. And oh, okay. Like, so for all the potential me. employers out there, he, he had a good excuse. He was good excuse. Yeah. Uh, podiatrist orders. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I'll keep that in. It's um, staying in. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, feedback as far as like, this is the hardest part is that the, the most work that I've done with kids has been in a camp council position. Mm. that's been the majority of the time that I spent with young people mm. and they're young. I mean, you know, five, you know, every, any as young as six to 13 year olds. Is it that you're like, have you been, has you, have you had eh, English stroke? Have you ever had like a boss, like just watching, like maybe they're not watching you, but you still have that feeling like, Oh man, what are they trying to look for? Like, is that anything that leads to anxiety or is it actually finding out this is what they did or didn't like? I think it's just the criticism overall. Okay. Um, so that actual one-to-one face-to-face time. Yeah, that might be. I I remember I had a job once where they were taking secret notes hmm. on me. They were like what I thought were just little conversations to help me improve my like, you know, just present, you know, just tips, just like, hey, do this more, do that more. Where they were actually like, yeah, we've been recording all those conversations, and you know, you have so many demerits or whatever they were called. <laughs> oh my god! And like, you did what? Like, what, I thought we were just talking. What kind of job was this? Like, good lord, retail. It was a fucking oh retail god. job. Yeah, and I've worked at. A couple of retail jobs. I've worked at a, a certain retail company that makes certain devices and technology, the top of the top, and they haven't even been that like secretive about like stuff. I, right. You know, so whatever. That's right. I forgot you worked there. Yeah, quit that. Really? Pretty. Yeah. Still a big fan. Clearly, big fan. Clearly, yeah. Most people are. Yeah. Um, Let's see about the ten viewers that get that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry for the cryptic. Message. Um, <laughs> Most of this stuff is liability. Yeah, there you go. Um, there you go. But yeah, it was. I, it was mostly just like a uh, probably a chip on my shoulder is probably the phrase. Just like yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I know, I know. Um, I feel like it's eventually liberating once you get the first one out of the way. Then it's like okay. like even when I had a co-teacher in the room this year, mm-hmm. I had two classes with over sixty percent IEPs. So you have to have a co-teacher in the room. Mm-hmm. The first week, I was like, is he going to check me for, if I mess up on something here, is he going to say, wow, this guy's garbage. But after yeah. like that first week, and then eventually once you see that person teaching, you're like, okay, I feel comfortable now. It's like, I don't even realize it. I I know what you mean. I mean, the whole bite the bullet um, approach, just kind of like get the first one out of the way. Yeah. Just get this done. Just check this off. Just fucking 
do this thing. It'll take an hour, a day, two weeks. Then it'll be over, and then you know the whole that whole approach. I have to get better at that. Hmm. I probably just don't allot enough time to bite the bullet. But right. Well, hey, that's why you're in. I think you student teach for fourteen weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's your time to bite many bullets. Right. Yeah. But you, you know, you were saying like that first, let it happen, hmm. kind of thing. I'm always afraid that when I let it happen, I'm just going to get fired. <laughs> like I, I know that sounds fucking dumb. Fucking we know we don't pay you, but stupid. Yeah, I need no. to tell you something. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then it becomes this paralyzing—I don't know—this paralyzing fear a bit, where you're just like, you don't act, and then you act poorly. You know, mm-hmm. you do something stupid. This sounds like therapy at this point, but that—that's what I'm here for. That's why. You, what you know, are you drinking, by the way? What is that? Fist City. Little, Fist City. Little Revolution Brewing. I hope that this is relatable. That's the other biggest fear: is like, does this make sense to people? Is this relatable at all to people? So we haven't engagements a little bit lower on the show. Most people just listen. People don't usually rate it a lot. People don't usually send emails a lot. But the few times that I have, a lot of people say, "Wow, that really jived with me." Well, I think that now it's crazy that I can relate so well to a highly engaged 18 year old like when i was listening to those episodes with those three um you know very motivated three very very motivated uh mm-hmm. seniors that you were interviewing i was like yeah i get that i do that which i mean good thing though it, it, great that, thing that means that they've been prepared to be an adult and that means that you can also not that you're like stooping to a level but you can also still empathize with absolutely yeah i mean that they can be, it blew, you know, those kind of conversations, they happen so often, they blow my fucking mind. Because it's just like, good for them. I think when, when I do go into teaching eventually, you know, I think one of, hopefully one thing that I'm better at is like those, those students that would not be on your podcast or those <laughs> students, this kind of student right. that I was. Right. How to better serve them. There are some that I thought about. The ones that you would think, no way in hell they're going to get mm-hmm. on the show. And I was thinking, you know how, how fun that could be for me? to actually yeah, yeah, yeah. have them on that though just to see what they would say yeah like that we have epi- most of our episodes are explicit sure those episodes were not explicit because those were obviously the clean yeah, yeah yeah non-alcoholic ones if that kid was on the shit that he would say i'm picturing one in my head i know you guys can't see him in my mind and you can't either in this room but it would be disastrous yeah but so good such good content maybe i would just keep that one for me so there was there was uh, one student, and I, it wasn't Wes. It was I think it was the first one you did. Okay, Jerry. Jerry, yeah. Sorry, it was Jerry, Barbara, and Wes were the ones. Correct. Names given. Um, On good memory. He had a very good point or question to you. You know, what's what's your favorite class? Mm-hmm. Um, I got asked that every single day. Sure. At some point throughout sure. the year, but yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, I asked that of my campers, who's your favorite counselor? Because I'm fucking petty. <laughs> there and, you go. Uh, stupid, but, and then, and then um, you lie about their answer because again, oh, the kids are pay. honest. The <laughs> oh, kids are, oh yeah, the go. kids are very fucking honest. They're like, yeah, you're pretty good. Like, All right, thanks. If you want that feedback, that's the feedback. Yeah, I yeah, get, there yeah. you go. Uh, I look for the approval of a bunch of seven year olds. So you know, <laughs> you life's going about it. Life's going well. Um, <laughs> it's six beers because Johnny told me I wasn't his favorite camp counselor. Yeah, seven if Rick tells me. There you go. Uh, that was no. my Tuesday night. How was your day? <laughs> Welcome home. Um, <laughs> But I, I always had this observation when I was in high school, because this, this school was like, it was a suburban school, majority white, uh, majority upper class, upper middle, upper middle class, upper, lower upper class. But we had some kids that came from 
they're not even poor community. They're just, you know, they're fine. <laughs> But mm-hmm. they were the poorer kids in the school. Sure. I saw it a lot. You know, you see it a lot through the lens of socioeconomic status. But they, teachers, and they would mostly be in remedial classes, be, you know, in lower level Englishes, lower level Spanish. Mm-hmm. I saw a teacher once absolutely hate, loathe, abhor all those adjectives, this remedial level English class. Hmm. As soon as you saw him walk through the door of his upper level English, you know, classes, attitude changed, right. temper changed, patience changed. I mean, everything was just better because it's just, it, it just like, it was easier for him, probably. It, oh, yeah. You know, it, he didn't have to explain things a, a thousand more, times. A little more engaging for him, too. Yeah, engaging, for, you know, because he probably got into it to engage himself just as much as, you know, engaging the student. Right. And that's, that was always really weird. Mm-hmm. It made sense. I mean, that makes sense when it, when you know when life's easier, you're happier. You know, right? That's that's just kind of net. You know, duh. But yeah, I don't know what the point I was trying to make. But that that stuck with me. That point, that sure. question that your student asked, stuck with me because students can notice. I, I oh, yeah. you know they they are not dumb. Oh, I should have asked him which one do you think is my favorite? Yeah, damn, that would have been ah, yeah. Next where year, do you I think guess. I'm happiest? Right. Yeah. Which is funny because he had he had me two times a day, mm. in the morning and in the afternoon, two different subjects. So he gets you, he gets your moods. He, gets he your definitely mood. got the moods. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was well. All right. So uh, my shandy's pretty low. I'm not sure about you. I am empty. Do you want to take? All right. Let's do a quick break for a refill. Sure. Uh, so everyone that's listening, for you guys, it's going to seem like a week. For Matt and I, it's going to be a matter of moments or hours, depending on how many of those he's going to drink. But. If you want to listen to the continuation of this conversation, check out Classroom Brew episode 51, which you can hear next week, assuming you're listening to this in real time. So for Matt and I, we're going to refill. Everybody else, thank you for listening. Reach out at Classroom Brew on your favorite social media, classroombrew at gmail.com. Check out those hashtags for teacher pods as well as two pods a day, where you can listen to other great indie and teacher podcasts around the world. And until next week, Matt, you want to do the honors? Class is missed.